All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I am Tim the Ferds, joined by Keith Hernandez on Memorial Day. So we're recording on oh, yeah. Monday instead of over the weekend. We figured we have a extra day in there to let some other things develop. So here we are. So Keith, how are we doing? Doing fantastic. He's I'm, doing fantastic. Uh, ready to watch him to ground tonight. Yeah, I'm excited for that. All right, so obviously we're recording midday at 4.30. Uh, so some games already started today. Some games have not. Uh, obviously, if something happens in the next, you know, 30 to 40 minutes, we will change our game plan here. But I think we're in pretty good shape. Um, so let's do it. I'm ready. Keith's ready. Yep. Uh, let's go. I know the people that are listening already. But uh, unfortunately for you, you get to hear the same spiel I say every single week. So here we go. Number one, check out the website, beakbrands.com. Written content is there the podcast is there that's where you can find my waiver wire column so if you want to be a couple of days ahead of the podcast people i mean unfortunately for you you're gonna to have to read uh but it's there and don't worry i bold the names because i know how painful it is reading when your your literacy is poor uh so that's number one number two follow at beak brands on instagram twitter facebook various social medias number three would be if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, rate, review, share the podcast, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, number four would be if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, share the video with your friends. We got some pretty good stuff going on. Uh, so that is kind of that. So here we go. We're going to start. Uh, obviously, we have some storylines. We're going to give you still our beat the streak picks. We got some fantasy guys you can add. And we got some pretty good series this week coming up. Uh, so if oh, yeah. you, especially if you like to stay up late, uh, we got some good ones. So we're going to start with uh, some pitching setbacks that we've had or pitching injuries, both kind mm-hmm. of, right? So uh, a couple of guys in the past like 10 days have had a setback or have gone on the injured list. So you got Noah Syndergaard, Corey Kluber, Mike Soroka. So let's start with Kluber. Do you think the no-hitter accounted or attributed to his injury? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure it did. I don't. I don't think he's gone past six innings like all season. It probably hasn't gone past six innings since the middle of like 2019. Because remember, he only threw one pi- yeah. one pitch or one inning in 2020 or whatever. Um. So yeah, definitely. You know, a Johan Santana type of situation where you know you want to make history and you you push an older starter a little bit too far and it comes back and and gets him. Uh. You know. Really, really hate to see it for him because he was starting to to figure out how to how to pitch with his that his like slower velocity and getting the movement back on his sinker and two seamer and all that good stuff. But and he was starting to look real sharp. But being out for two months, that's with even without throwing. I think um, that's that's really gonna hurt the Yankees because besides Cole, he was the only guy pitching now. Yeah, no, I mean I agree with you. I think obviously them pushing him. Like, yeah, all right, he can get the no-hitter. Like, that's pretty sweet, but mm-hmm. it might have cost him in the long run if that's actually yeah. what helped uh, push him down the road there for that injury. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so that's – he's got a little shoulder thing going on here. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, I guess we'll go to the Mets next. We'll keep it in New York. Yeah. He went to go pitch in a rehab assignment through one inning, shut down for six weeks. One, do you think he comes back this year? And two – is this going to cripple the Mets? 
because they were waiting they were banking on him there yeah so i don't think he comes back this year and the regular season at least if he makes an appearance it's going to be in the playoffs if they even make it um you know i think that there's not going to be enough time to build him up as a starter and there's no reason to be running someone out there who you know hasn't started the major league game all year and probably only go three or four innings. just let him sit in the bullpen and come out and throw a hundred when he needs to um but i don't really think it'll it'll hurt him too bad um especially the way Strowman and taiwan walker have been pitching that's that's really been saving them this year um and even even peterson's been you know half decent not not anything close to what he was last year but i mean he's still he's still doing all right um and then pretty much just banking on Carrasco to come back, which is another thing. Like another another pitcher setback in New York. Um, they keep they keep saying it's not a setback for his hamstring or whatever, but it's really concerning that they uh, are very quiet about everything that's going on with him. Yeah, Carrasco must be hanging out with Regoli too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean for Syndergaard, do you think that? he'll come back like in September or you think it's a strict, like you're not going to play at all this year unless we make the playoffs and then we'll put you in the bullpen. I, Cause I'd assume you want to get him some innings. You want to get him some innings. Yeah. So, I mean, if it, if he's ready, let's say, let's say he comes back in six weeks to start throwing again, whatever he starts rehab in middle of August. Let's say he's ready to pitch in the first or second week of September. Um, I, I guess yeah. Then you would throw him in the bullpen. I, you would have. To, I think they would have to have a conversation with him. That you know, not you're not in shape to sh- uh, not in shape to start. Um, you know, we have we have our guys right now. Because think about it, in the playoffs. If let's say they make the playoffs, it's going to be Degrom, Stroman, uh, Walker, and then hopefully Carrasco, and then you wouldn't even need um, Syndergaard to start. And then I like like I've always said turn into a super reliever coming coming back from this injury and then hopefully he accepts like a qualifying offer or you sign up to a, a cheaper extension or whatever and you know let him rehab and build back up to the starter i i think that's the route that the mets are going to go down assuming yeah. they're in it um yeah which as of right now there's no reason to believe that they won't be it's about to be june mm-hmm. uh and they're still no may meltdown yeah not yet Maybe it's a little bit Not later yet. this year, but they survived the May <laughs> meltdown God, that they that. normally have. Um, mm-hmm. I think it only hurts them in the sense that they thought they were going to have him back, and then yeah. Yeah. it's not happening. But mm. like you said, their top three has been pitching well, especially Walker. God bless. Mm-hmm. Should have yeah, signed that guy Thanksgiving time, but it's all right. <laughs> Worked out in our favor. He's still on the squad. So I think I think another thing that helps with the injuries is with how many they've had. It's they everyone's on the next man up mentality. It's not like oh god we have to bring in the scrub from AAA to like we've never had in the clubhouse and we don't we don't know him. He's not gonna like mesh with the team or whatever. They they're all they're all friends. They've been having these nice dress up parties for all their road trips and stuff, and you know they all they all see him super super positive uh, even with everything terrible that's been going on with the team yeah i mean i'm with you on that and we're gonna keep it in the nl east uh for our last guy mike soroka so this is a little confusing so (laughs) originally uh, so going back he ruptured his achilles he had surgery on it 
Yes. <laughs> this is last season. Um, yeah. Then, when, like, for spring training around this time, like, this, this year's spring training that just passed, me and Keith were like, yeah, how is this dude back throwing already? This is crazy. Like, that was, like, <laughs> the fastest recovery from a ruptured Achilles I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and then they had to do, like, an exploratory surgery because he had discomfort in his ankle, the surgically repaired one. Then the manager uh, for the Braves, Brian Snicker, was like, yeah, uh, he's going to be done for the year, and hopefully we get him back, like, as in next year. Uh, that has since changed, and apparently he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Um, so... What are the chances he pitches this year? I don't. Th- I don't think he's coming back. I mean, it was crazy. The, I think it was the last day of spring training. He went out there and threw two innings, and I was. We, we, I remember texting. He's like, "How is he like alive? Yeah. Like, there's no, no way he should be throwing right now." Um. Anyway, yeah. It, if if they had if he had that surgery, I mean, they. I don't think they found any structural damage, which you know is a positive positive thing for him but from what how they made it sound that like yeah he's done for the year and then they're like actually no he's not just kidding i don't know (laughs) yeah yeah just kidding i don't know if that's like trying to build trade leverage for a month or two from now when they're gonna need to make a move because he's not coming back or yeah i don't know it's it's just weird like like kind of reminds me of like what gerardi said about the uh his team's injuries that he'll never like publicly speak about an injury to the to the press because he doesn't want to give the other team an advantage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be one of those things, but I don't I don't think he's back this year. Yeah, I mean that was bold of them to even think he was going to be back like immediately. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Which one do you think hurts their team the most? We'll wrap it up with the pitchers here: Syndergaard, mm-hmm. Kluber, or Soroka. Kluber. Okay. Kluber definitely. At least at least the Braves had some other pitcher had some other pitchers like you know that have good major league experience in the in the past yeah you know charlie morton's starting to put everything together now max freed has been on and off um they know the other guy what you know or whatever yeah who was pitching great and then he's he broke his he broke his pitching hand yeah he's on the 60 day now so he's out for at least two months um so yeah they're they're gonna have to figure everything out if they want to stay in it i mean the, yeah, the Phillies are playing better than they are right now, and the Phillies are losing like ten to one right now against the Reds. <laughs> so that's saying that's saying a lot about how the Braves are doing. But you think it's Kluber that impacts his I team think it, the most? I think it's Kluber that impacts his team the most because they're just they don't they don't have any pitching outside of him and Cole. Tyone has an ERA over five. Montgomery is also like like freed. He's on and off. He goes with two runs, yeah. one start, and in seven innings, and he'll give up six and three the next. So, I don't know. They're, I they're actually think it's place. Soroka, because I feel like yeah. the Braves were like banking on him heavy to come back and be like their number mm. one guy, and now that he, I, mean, I don't know what his situation is, but yeah. for me, like everyone's always worried about the Yankees. Like they don't care. They'll they'll just buy twenty pitchers. They'll trade everything. Yeah. Well, the matter. I think, isn't Severino still rehabbing too? Severino's on his way back. Okay. Um, yeah. Because I haven't. He's he's the only Tommy John guy that I haven't heard a word about. Yeah. Uh, well, him and Sale. Sale, they're just like, him yeah, he Sale. might throw off a mound. I'm like, dude, that guy's not coming he ju- back He year. just started throwing, yeah, I think, no. on Wednesday. He's not coming back this year. No. Um, and if he does, it'll be like out of the bullpen. Same thing. Super reliever, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Like, the Yankees will make moves. I don't know if the Braves are, like, that kind of franchise that are just like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're just going to trade everything if they're in it still. Because yeah. I guess we can bring up Marcelo Zuna real quick. This guy's out here yeah. breaking all of his fingers and then getting arrested on domestic violence charges. So I don't know what's going on with that. You just told me before he got released on, like, a $20,000 bail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and then in Georgia, they said the minimum time in prison is three years. So if he gets convicted, I mean, that's just the entire contract. He's never going to see the field ever again no probably not yeah so they they're gonna have to figure out what they want to do there i mean i think they just moved Enciarte to center moved heredia to left and then put acuna back in right so i guess they got it all figured out now they're probably just gonna need a little more depth yeah. wherever that's gonna come from I'm, I'm sure the mets will dfa cameron maben at some point and he'll end up on the I braves and he'll hit 300 for them <laughs> yep so that that i'm sure that's the route they'll go yeah but they'll, they'll they always figure it out they always have some ridiculous dfa pickup that's, that's hilarious hits 300 for them yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man but all right all right so we're gonna move on we're gonna transition so we got some yeah. teams that are hot and some teams that are not all right mm-hmm. obviously it was a light week in terms of news so we're just going to recap some of the standings here uh we'll start with the teams that are hot okay so the rays are yep. like stupid on fire right now it's they've overtaken boston and ridiculous they're in first place in the al east uh the white Sox still atop the al central the west is still oakland uh in the national mm-hmm. league you get the mets a whopping 25 and 20 first place. Uh, the Cardinals are half a game up on the Cubs as of this recording. Padres are half a game up on the Giants and two and a half up on the Dodgers. So the two teams yeah. we highlighted were the Giants and the Rays. So which one are you more surprised about? Um, that they're in, well, not the Giants are not in first place, but the fact that they're even yeah. only half a game back from San Diego is ridiculous. Yeah, Giants, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Their pitching has been a surprise. Buster Posey's playing like an MVP again. That that crazy play two days, take a day off rotation they have him on has been working because it seems like every day he goes out there he's like two for four. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know what they're doing with him, but it's working. It's Quato, working. Quato's found it again. Yeah. Every everybody's rolling for them. Di Scafani. I was. I was. I remember. I didn't like the the Gosman signing. Um. They they overpaid him and he's been amazing. It's crazy, and then they just, they just took three or four from the Dodgers. Yeah, that's that's what vaulted them over. They, I thought they were about to fall out of it. And I was like, oh, they're playing the Dodgers. They're gonna be, they're gonna get swept in four games, and they're gonna go right back to third place and never see the wild card again. <laughs> but um, no, maybe they I are. I mean, they're they're in it. They are in it. The I I think everyone, except for, I was saying this before that all these like uh fan graphs and all that stuff was like predicting the race to win like 78 games or something ridiculous because they traded Snell and let Morton walk. But, um, smart, smartest front office in baseball. doesn't, doesn't matter who's on that team. Pretty much. They're going to find a way to win. Listen, the Rays are one of those teams where they break all the analytic things. It doesn't matter yep. what you project them for. It's irrelevant. Like they're just going to be good. Like, they, they yanked Rich Hill today on, like, 56 pitches, even though he gave up, like, three hits through five innings. Like, what team does that? Uh, yeah, exactly. So they could, it, they could piggyback crazy. him with another pitcher uh, with Michael Waka. Yeah. Uh, well, then uh, I, Michael Waka. 
But that's what um, I, that's what I mean. Like, who's yanking yeah. Rich Hill on fifty six pitches for Michael Walker? Nobody except them. Nobody. And it works. Nobody except for them. And it, and it worked. <laughs> um, and then you know everyone talking about Blake Snell always getting pulled before the fifth or whatever. I think this year he's only gotten like four outs past the fifth inning this year. He has not been good this year. He has not been good. Um, very very bad. Yeah, not not a good look for the Padres. He's been the only thing holding them back. I think. Him and, him and Paddock have been like meh. So Paddock's been good the past two starts. He's been he's been picking yeah. it up. I think he was getting hit around in Chicago today, but oh, was he? I didn't, I didn't see the score. Ball, ball, it's it's getting hot there. Ball starting to fly. Yeah. You know who's on the Blake Snell thing? Who? Shout out Joe Kennedy. Yeah. As soon as they uh, traded him, and they were like, oh, like some some people thought the Mets were gonna be in on him. And he was like, nah, if the Rays are getting rid of him, I don't want him. And I was like, that's right. If the Rays are trying <laughs> to get right. rid of somebody, we don't want them. Because that we means they're actually it. bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. We're, we're done. So with no Chris Archer, yep. being in with Snell right now, like in, in like two years, they're going to trade Austin Meadows. Yeah, for, he's going to be horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to hit like under 200 and never see a major league team again. Would not be surprised. Uh, and no. for me – to answer the original question, it's definitely the Giants. Because I thought the Rays were yeah. going to be good, but yeah. not as good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the Giants were going to be, like, terrible. And here they are, yeah. half a game back. Uh, so, I don't, know, don't ask me how, but they're out here. Uh, some teams that are not hot, right? This is a good mm-hmm. stat that Keith found on the Twitter machine here. So, since May 4th, the Diamondbacks and the Orioles are a combined 6-43. and 43. As of this recording, uh, Diamondbacks going up against DeGrom tonight. So the chances that six becomes a seven is potentially low. Um, yeah. We knew the Orioles were going to be bad, but I thought the Diamondbacks were at least going to be mildly competitive, like 70-ish wins. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, they're bad. They're, they're real bad. bad. <laughs> I don't – I mean – it doesn't help that the Giants are actually good either. Yeah, that's what's hurting um, them. That's that's what's killing them. Or, or else they would have, you know, been a little bit better. They've they've played twenty one games against teams over five hundred this season. They're three and eighteen against them. Yeah, no, that's not it. That that's where it hurts. Um, I think one of those one games yesterday against the against the Cardinals, that snapped a thirteen game losing streak. Um. But that, when you look that, at the Diamondbacks, so though, like you just said, in mm-hmm. that what was that stat you just said about playoff teams are like three and something. Uh, teams over five hundred, three and eighteen. Yeah, so they're three and eighteen. That's like their entire division. The Padres are amazing. The Dodgers are amazing. The Giants are really good right now. That's exactly. three teams that are significantly better than you that you have to play like eighteen exactly. times apiece. So that's it. Season's it's over. Terrible. It's season's <laughs> over. Um, yeah, they're a mess. I mean. They just got Cattell Marte back, so they'll have a little bit of offense. But, I mean, pretty much everyone on the staff, the pitching staff, has an ERA over 4.5. They don't have Zach Gallen. Oh, I um, know. He's on my fantasy team, too. <laughs> so, I, I mean, he's, he's starting to throw again. But it, I, th- I just think it's so funny that Baltimore and Arizona were bo- both on site, tam- uh, like, both on 13-game losing streaks at the same time. Yeah, which is that's same, that doesn't happen. Same often. time, and yeah. then except Baltimore couldn't snap theirs yesterday. There, there, there's up to fourteen now going into Minnesota, um, but at least the the Arizona Arizona was able to steal a uh, 
a win yesterday. Yeah. Do you think they win again tonight against the Grom? Because that's just how the math it. works for the Mets. I doubt no? it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think so, but I if figured they, I asked. Yeah. Yeah. If they win a game in the series, it's probably tomorrow against Peterson. So I'm sure, I'm sure Cattell Marte will hit two home runs off of them tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> a potential beat the streak pick. That's a little foreshadow. Yeah. We'll see. Exactly. All right. So here we go. Uh, we're going to play my favorite s- segment on this podcast, uh, which is Who's Your Randy? So it's Keith's turn to go first. So, Keith, who is your random waiver ad of the week and why? Yeah, uh, James Caprillion from the uh, the Oakland A's. We love we love our Oakland A's guys here. Yeah, but we do. This guy is <laughs> he's kind of he's he's really burst onto the scene. Uh, through three starts, he's got uh, two wins, nineteen strikeouts, and seventeen and two thirds with an ERA of one point five three. He's uh, pitching really well against the uh, Mariners right now, actually. Um, so you know they're they're rolling. Uh, the A's team and and uh, Caprillion, even though he's a little over the 50% threshold, he's still he's still there. But uh, expect this guy to be a huge boost um, going forward. Yeah, and he's gonna be in the rotation for quite some time because uh, Jesus Jesus Lazardo also on my fantasy team because of you know mm-hmm. if anyone I owns injured immediately. Um, yep. They're bringing him back right now as a as a reliever to eventually build up to get back into the rotation, which means mm-hmm. Caprillion's here to stay because I think Mike Fires lost his job. Uh, so that was yeah. a good, good pick for you. Uh, my guy is Cody Petit, plays for the Marlins. He's got a .84 whip and an ERA of two nine five, and that's with getting absolutely shelled by Boston the other day. Uh, he's got 19 strikeouts to four walks on the season. And he gets a cookie matchup against the Pittsburgh Pirates this week. Mm-hmm. So sign me up for that. I don't know about Keith's guy's more of like a add and keep. Petit might just be a streamer, but he's got a great matchup this week, and I think he's going to rebound. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he will. He he looked great against the Mets, uh, like a second career starter or a third career starter, something like that. But yeah, the, uh, Marlins pitching is slapped on. They got yeah, some some good guys coming. Like my boy Sandy. Uh, yeah, Sandy. I Sixto is available in a lot of leagues too, and he is starting to throw from sixty feet now. So that's another name to look out for in the next month yeah, or so. He's a little further down the road, but yes, I agree yeah. with you for sure. Didn't they get Sandy Alcantara from St. Louis? Yes, in the Ozuna trade, in I the think. Ozuna trade. Yeah. No. Yeah. They they made a lot of great deals. I mean, they they stole Jazz Chisholm. From the Diamondbacks, I think. Um, but I think they might have given up Zach Gallon in that. Yeah, that remember. was a Zach Gallon so, trade. Yeah. 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 I don't know. The, all these all these trades that the Marlins have made that everyone was like, you guys got nothing in return. Pretty much everything except for Lewis Brinson has worked out. I was gonna say everything except the Yelich trade ended up coming back to bite him. Yeah. Well, even even some pieces from the Yelich trade, I think they were still still able to flip for better prospects. Well, one of them was Yamamoto, wasn't it? Yamamoto, yeah. yeah. It was Yamamoto, Brinson, and uh, Monte Harrison. I think there's one other guy. Yeah. So Monte Harrison and, and Brinson are the, like two outfielders that were like super highly touted prospects, and they both can't hit over 150. Yeah, that's nice. That's, that, that's <laughs> what happened to the Mets. So good. I'm glad it's happened to somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, our random pickups, James Caprillion, Cody Petit. Go grab them. Two mm-hmm. pitchers for you this week. Go get them. All right, Keith. 
your beat the streak picks. And listen, I gotta say, for two guys that for whatever reason cannot <laughs> get a streak past like ten, we are really good at picking guys on the podcast because we still, to this day, right now, have not missed on one. I I think I wish there were enough weeks in the season to just pick one guy every single week or like oh no. I mean, we if we picked two guys every single week and we just kept getting them right, we would have to start from opening day and we'd we'd beat it by like the last week yeah, of September. If we just picked like only Mondays, if, <laughs> if we pick only Mondays, because yeah. we're we are on fire right now. We are on fire I, uh, right now. I hope it. I hope it stays this way. Too. I hope it stays this way. So, Keith, who do you got for the first day of June? Yeah, it's crazy. Who are you taking? I'm taking Trey Turner against Max Fried. So I was talking about Max Fried before. Um, you know, very, very on and off. Um, I'm looking for him to be off this week just because of those rainouts against the Mets. His start got pushed back two days. I believe he was supposed to start on Saturday. That Friday game got rained out, so whoever's supposed to be Friday got moved to Saturday. Um, so he was then he was supposed to be Sunday, and yesterday got rained out, so now he's supposed to pitch tomorrow um, because they have a day off today. So he's uh he's probably not gonna look too great. If if you've seen pitchers get their get off their rhythm, a lot of a lot of guys like pitching, you know, every fifth day. Yeah. They get thrown off that rhythm, even if it's just one extra day, usually they're off. It messes um, them up. Trey, yeah. yeah, it messes them up. Trey Turner's on fire, hitting like three eleven this season with a career average of like three sixty five against Max Fried, so I'm sure he's gonna go like three for four, something ridiculous. But all you need is one. All you so, need is one. Will, That's right. It will come eventually. Uh, so my pick for tomorrow, I like your pick. I was considering taking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick for tomorrow is Fernando Tatis Jr. against Kyle Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a lot of stats to back it up. Hendricks, ERA, 4-6. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., amazing. Sign me yeah. up. That's it. That's <laughs> all you got to do. Um, he's got a, he's, listen, he's got a homer today. so There you go. And he's electric. Uh, if you're not he's about electric. that taking top player life... Um, my alternate was going to be Charlie Blackman against Dane Dunning. Righty <laughs> versus lefty. Texas is yep. awful. Blackman's still hitting pretty well this this year. So if you're not if you're not about to take these uh, heavy hitters, me and Keith got for you. Blackman's mm-hmm. a solid candidate, but my pick is going to oh, yeah. be Tatis. So that's where that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly. Give us your series of the week. So, which one are you looking forward to so far this year? I mean, this I, week, uh, this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a 2020 NLCS rematch this weekend of Dodgers and Braves. If you remember last season, uh, the Braves blew a 3-1 lead to the Dodgers. They did. Um, you know, you you would think they're they're coming back to, or actually, they're the Dodgers are going to Atlanta. Um, I'm sure the Braves are, are looking to the series, looking for some revenge. But with the way they're playing, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they got swept. And I'm pretty sure, I think the Saturday game is on Fox. So nice national television beatdown for the Braves <laughs> coming their way. Oh, um, man. I think uh, Bauer, Bauer's pitching today, so he'll probably pitch that that Fox game. Yeah, he might. So that'll uh, that'll be a show. Yeah, you'll get to see the antics if you're new to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my series, we'll, I we'll like yours. One eye closed. 
I like yours because yeah. you got the pick first this week, so that was a potential one. I thought you were going to take Padres Mets. You didn't, so I'm going to take Padres Mets. Yeah. Um, listen, this is a potential either NLCS, wild card, NLDS. Anything. Yeah, anything. Not Well, I guess it could, couldn't be the NLDS. but Probably, um, probably not NLDS. So, yeah. NL, NLCS so either NL, or NLCS card. or the wild card. Um, listen, DeGrom's going to pitch in this series. Yeah, which means probably we, the Saturday game. Yeah, which means we get to see what it would look like if they got to match up in the wild card game. Now, I don't know who would pitch for San Diego on Saturday because we're five days out. Who's pitching today? Mm-hmm. It's Joe Musgrove? Uh, no, he was supposed see. to pitch today, but he had to come in for Blake Snell the other day. So their rotation's kind of messed oh. up. Um, so I don't know who's pitching for San Diego. But either way, besides that game, these are two. I mean, obviously the Padres. We, me and Keith have been saying it since. Oh, like, Paddock pitched today. Paddock pitched today because so, Musgrove was supposed to pitch today, but he didn't. So Paddock's Paddock's line today: four and a third, six hits, five runs, three home runs. Yeah, it's not good. Not looking good. They're down seven two right now. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Uh, me and Keith have been on this since before the season started. Padres are the best team in the league. You pretty much can't tell me otherwise. I'm not going to buy it. Except, I mean, well, right now the Rays are on fire, but Padres are Rays a talented fire, team. Um, the Mets, we kind of know what their deal is, but me and Keith have been saying this before the season started. If you get into a wild card game with the Mets, you are screwed. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're in big <laughs> yeah. trouble. So the only team that might be able to overcome that in the NL would be the Padres because they have dudes everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But – it's it's gonna be tight, so I'm looking forward to Mets Padres this weekend. Yeah, I mean Tatis over his last fifty game, fifteen games, sorry, has his slash line is four oh seven, that's his average, four seventy eight on base and nine forty four slugging. That's so he's eight home runs and fifty four at bats with seven stolen bases, twenty five RBIs. He's, he's he so good. really turned it up. He first first month of the season, before he got hurt, he was in like two fifteen. And that I was a lot of hitters, starting... though. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I think I think people were already pushing the panic button. Um, but you know, prove the offense is still there. The defense has been shaky. He's leading the league in errors right this right now. Him and him and Baez are one two, and those are two names that you don't expect to be up there in the errors leaderboard. Listen, that's okay if you're gonna cost me a run or two there, because you're gonna make up for it by batting you... four hundred plus. So I, I guess exactly. I can live with it as long as you're batting four hundred. <laughs> uh and he he's got the speed element going too for him so like yeah. he's electric on the base pads he's he's four stolen bases away from tying his career high and he is six home runs away from tying his career high yeah and it's by the time that people listen to this it'll be june 1st yeah love so. to see it Love to see it. Crazy. Uh, but look, that's what me and Keith got for you. A solid 30 minutes direct and to the point. little baseball action. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully to get some more news on the baseball news cycle here. Uh, but obviously, you know, we have to check. Do a standings check. It's been a while. We haven't checked the standings in a month. I think that might be our end of the month thing. Check the standings. Yeah. Check uh, the standings. So, listen, I mean, it's, it's already June. We're not that far away from the All-Star break, the trade deadline. I know it seems like it's I really think, far away, but I it's think not. All-Star voting starts tomorrow. I believe it does. So that'll go go vote for your favorite players. That's right. Go do what the Royals did that one year. Invite in the <laughs> vote in the entire roster. 
Go do it. Make it happen. Listen, if you can uh, manipulate the stock market, you can get whatever team you want into exactly. the All-Star game. Trust me, you can make it happen with enough dedication. Yeah. Um, but listen, follow Beak Brands on social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know, rate and review and follow and all that other good stuff for the podcast. Me and Keith will be back next week. And uh, see you then. That's pretty much all we got. Yep.